Welcome to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur show with me, Brenda Hector. I'm a business growth specialist helping business owners to develop themselves and grow their businesses so they can achieve their goals and enjoy the lifestyle they dream of. I'm also on a mission to revolutionize the entrepreneurial landscape for women in business. In every podcast episode, I interview someone who has an inspiring story or some great advice for women aiming to start or scale their businesses. If you're new to the show, take a moment to subscribe and please check out the previous ones after listening to this. We've got an awesome community on Facebook. Just search for Scale Her Up and join in. So I'm absolutely delighted to have Rebecca Wiener-McGregor with me today from Whole Life Happy, all the way from South Dakota, did you say, in the United States. So welcome to the Scale Her Up podcast, Rebecca. Really glad to have you here. Thank you for having me, Brenda. I appreciate it. Happy to be here with you. If you could give us a bit of an introduction to yourself, how you got into business and and what it is that you do. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a long and winding road like most people's, right? Um, But I'll say that something happened in my family when I was younger that made me want a better way to take care of emotions. And through my journey, I found hypnosis. Hypnosis actually helped me heal the social anxiety I was dealing with at the time that feeling of hiding from my life from there blossomed really into a passion to help people release anxiety from their lives. The networking I was doing was mainly with other female entrepreneurs. This was like this perfect evolution into working primarily with female entrepreneurs and helping them with their business and money mindset. When you started your business, had you always wanted to have your own business? I think so. I think that thread of an entrepreneurship had been there since I was a kid, dreaming about, you know, different ways that I could have my own business. Is this the first business you've had or dabbled in other areas? I would say that I have a couple side businesses, but this is the really the first dabbling. And it's I'm in my 18th year now, so it's okay. turning out okay. <laughs> that was my next question. I wonder yeah. if you've been doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be 18 years in May that I've been doing hypnosis and coaching and it's just been such a fun adventure. So what was the what was the thing that pushed you to actually start your business? To do it for myself was I was in a job, very unsatisfying corporate banking job. You can even imagine what kind of torture that could be for someone who wants to help people with their emotions, right? I could just feel the time was coming to an end there. And I had rented an office, which when I look back, I had no reason to do it. I had no promise, no protection, no guarantee, right? When I decided to do it. And just a few weeks later, our department closed. It was this beautiful opportunity for me to leap. And so I just meant to be. Yeah, it really was. It really was. I guess lots of the listeners, sometimes the stars just do align and it's the right time. But for others, they never quite line up and you've got to get to the point where you actually take the leap. For you, that wasn't quite necessary. So, yeah. It was scary. It was still a big leap. It was, you know, nothing guaranteed. And I started my office. So I just want people to know you can start your business. You know, now we I don't need an office, but outside of my home. But at that time, I had a tiny little 90 square foot office with $200 worth of used furniture in my computer. That's how I started my business. It wasn't this big, you know, I didn't have a 3000 square foot office with all the luxury 
accoutrement and everything that I, you know, it was basic, but it did the job and it got me from a place where I was not being appreciated, not even using, you know, a 10th of my talents into a place where I got to help people and I got to see change in them right away. Oh, fantastic. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I realized I was smiling as you finished that, but smiles are no good on uh, on a podcast. <laughs> what have been your biggest successes then in the last 18 years? Uh, staying in business for 18 years has been my biggest success <laughs> and my greatest joy. I am so passionate about this work that I think that every client that I get to work with is a huge win. Every win of theirs is a huge win for me. So I don't really... Think of, you know, in terms of like my greatest success, getting up and doing what I love every day and not ever having a feeling of, oh my gosh, it's Monday or, oh God, I can't wait until Friday this week. You know, I don't have that feeling because I get to create every single day. I get to choose who I spend my day with. I get to choose who I work with. And I am very blessed that I learned that very early on. So I could set set really good standards for myself and the kind of people I, I wanted to work with. And it's because I had good coaches at that time. I took advantage of lots of free coaching, lots of free content on the internet at that time and learned those really valuable things early on. And I put the work in to build relationships, which I believe is really at the tippy top of that list of greatest accomplishments too is building the relationships that helped me have a constant stream of clients. My next question was, what do you attribute your success? So building the relationships with who? With with the clients? With your network? I built relationships everywhere. I built good, strong, actual friendships and relationships with other entrepreneurs. And they became my clients because entrepreneurs also know that the only thing standing between them and all the success they want is what's happening in their head, right? So it became a beautiful fit for me to be able to help people sort out their emotions and sort out their confidence and their release their limiting beliefs around money and business because that's what was standing in the way. So I built glorious relationships through networking programs. So if you have networking in your area, Some of it might be meeting on Zoom right now. Some of it might be meeting in person. Be safe, do what you need to do, but continue to build those relationships. Even if you're just having Zoom coffee dates all day on one day a week to build your network, take those things seriously. Talk about who you want to work with. Talk about why you're so passionate. Talk about what you bring to the table and don't be shy about it. And ask the other person, what do you bring to the table? What, who can I connect you to? And when you're connecting other people, it's magically, beautifully, mutually beneficial that they're going to start connecting you too. And you don't have to wait very long for this to start to really take hold. The more that you really authentically build relationships, the easier it is for people to say, oh, I trust her. This is what she does. She's explained it so clearly to me. You have this problem. She has a solution. Let me connect the two of you. It's such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful thing. And it's so simple, but don't go into it as, you know, I need to give this person my pamphlet or I need to make sure I set up a call with this person. Go there and be authentic and share and really listen to them. Make it really a truly beneficial, a win-win for both of you, not you just trying to make a connection. 
Because if you're just trying to make a connection, you're going to miss the actual connection. You're going to miss the spark that happens when two people are really paying attention. What would you say to people who are, lots of people are uncomfortable networking or going and talking to strangers or whatever. I, I assume that's something that you probably help your clients with, the blockers in terms of that. What would you say to someone who's listening thinking, I really don't like networking? (laughs) <laughs> I'll tell you that I really didn't like networking either. <laughs> I was the, I had the, the weird name with the weird hair and the weird job, right? But here's what happened when I pushed myself to go to these meetings. I got really confident talking about my work. I got really confident talking about the solutions that I bring to people because it's all practice. Life is all a big practice and experiment anyway. You can't wait for yourself to feel comfortable in every situation. The comfort comes with the practice and networking is a very powerful practice. It'll expand your business exponentially. But truly, I didn't want to go to networking. My friend needed to network for her business. And I thought, okay, I'll go help her network for her business, right? That's the reason I'll go. I'll go be the martyr for my friend. And what happened was that my own business really just blew up in the most beautiful way. Because I just knew people everywhere. I knew people everywhere. And they weren't just like, oh, yeah, I know her from networking. These became really beautiful friendships. And in my, it was in my 30s when I did this, some of the best relationships, dearest friendships of my life that I have today, all these years later came from networking. So don't, there's a whole wealth of people that are waiting to meet you. And you don't have to be comfortable to do it. Just go, just go and show it for yourself and your business. I, I love that, that the benefits are not just for your business. They're, they're in your life, you know, the friendships and things as well. I've, I've the quality of people that I met through networking, be, they became my sisters. Truly, several of my very closest friends came to me through a networking meeting directly. A couple of them, one of my employees, who is a dear, 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 dear friend. And then um, another one introduced me to other people who were like her. And there's this beautiful circle of us now that are all connected because we showed up to this networking event together. That's a plug for networking people. <laughs> like, please go do it. You're all, you're all, you'll get out of your box. You'll get out of your head. You'll meet great people and your business will benefit too. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. I totally beautiful. agree with you. I totally agree with you. <laughs> Tell me, do you have a team? You, you said you've got, you mentioned one of your employees there. How, how big a team have you built over the years? Small but mighty. I have two full-time employees now. And mm-hmm. one of them was contractor for me for many, many, like eight years, 10 years. And then I wanted, I wanted priority. So I asked her what we need to do to get, you know, full-time. And so she's very well paid to have me as her only client now. And then um, mid-year last year, I added another employee who really is our project manager and operations manager. She takes care of the inboxes and assists with the community and things like that. So, but keeps us very, very organized, very organized. And we don't need a huge team and it, it wouldn't always be right to add full-time people to the team. I was going to ask that actually, because a lot of us, when we start, we outsource. So we have contractors that do. So obviously you went along that route 
in the start yes. and then it came to the point where it, it was right to employ. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's a little bit different ball game, you know, having employees that are, you know, official full-time employees. And I'll tell you that I work so differently and maybe not differently, but my head is different around making sure that there is always plenty for payroll, right? Because payroll becomes a thing. Yes. So if you if you tend to worry about money, make sure you got your mind right about your money first and that you're making good strategic moves when you have other people on payroll, because that can be very stressful if you don't. But it also has brought me this, just this desire and this drive to grow for them because I, I love giving them gifts and I love giving them bonuses. And so it's fun for me to be in a mindset of creating more opportunities for all three of us. It's not just me and them. It's all three of us together working as a beautiful team. Awesome. So what have been the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome? Uh, The limiting beliefs that I told myself about how I needed to market or that I didn't need to market. People would just show up for this great thing that I have to offer (laughs) and uh, that I'd actually have to get out there, put myself out there and be vulnerable. For, you know, in the very early years of my business, I thought if I just put up my sign and had my website, that that would be enough. People would find me because what I had to offer was so brilliant and I had to put myself out there. So that was probably the biggest, the biggest shift for me was really getting out there as I described earlier and being willing to talk about my business and not feel like I'm bragging, sing my praises and, and tell the truth about what I'm capable of. I think a lot of women, particularly, you know, we don't want to be seen as, you know, too braggy or too flashy or whatever. And it's our job. It's our job to sell ourselves. And I know there's lots of gunk too about the word sales, but it's all education, right? It's all being willing to talk about what you do, why it matters, who you help. These are just really beautiful stories that you get to tell. And it, if it turns into uh, a sales transaction, that's fine. But you don't have to think of it as sales. If you're a little weirded out by the word sales, just think of it all as education. Absolutely. And, and lots of us are, you know, I, I, I always say that everybody likes to buy, but nobody likes to be sold to. And we can tell the difference when yes. someone has that energy of, oh, I've got to make a sale versus I really want to help. That's a very different energy, isn't it? Yes. It's a beautiful, um, multiple, mutual beneficial, mutually, I can find the words, mutually beneficial (laughs) um, transaction when both people are engaged in the process. And the energy is just so different when you're coming from a place of desperation or chasing. And the other way is really opening up, opening your heart, being, being willing to be vulnerable and talk about what you do in such a way that it will help someone. Maybe even not the person you're talking to, but they'll go tell someone about it, you know, help someone find you because of your generous nature, just being willing to talk about it without having to get that, you know, clench that sale at the end and being in a place of really make wanting to make it a win-win situation. I can't stress that enough. If you, if you're not trying to make a win-win situation, you can be doing so much better and it can be so much more fun. And yeah, it takes the stress out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Just, just humans talking to each other, trying to make the world better. Right. Yes. That's way more fun than sales. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, we're totally aligned here, Rebecca. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, beautiful. I'm so, so glad. So what's been your biggest learning on your business journey? Oh my gosh, do I have enough time to talk about the millions of things that I've learned? <laughs> I would say it comes down, my business for me is really about amplifying love in the world and finding more opportunities to release judgment and be open to receiving, giving and receiving of love in all forms. And that showing up then in wealth and abundance and trust and connection and friendship and joy and love and everything in between. Being willing to be aware of the thoughts that I'm having, being willing to be flexible with the thoughts that I'm having and willing to open up when I get a new idea, when I have a new idea, when I witness a new idea, when someone shares a new idea with me, to be open to trying new things and not thinking that, well, this was my plan. I have to do it this way, but to being open and willing to being flexible. It's great to have a plan. It's great to have a vision, right? The way that you're going to execute, the way that I executed to get to my vision became a very flexible, adaptable, and therefore highly enjoyable path. If I thought that I had to do it one way and there was only one way to get there, it would have been really painful. It would have been suffering. And the thing that I love most about being an entrepreneur is that I have the freedom to create each day. So if I'm not willing to be flexible, I'm just putting myself in prison. Really, I'm putting myself in a really uncomfortable, not free place. But you get to, as an entrepreneur, be very creative and try new things and experiment. And if it doesn't work, then you just turn the page and try something else and let it be fun. And then celebrate everything. Just celebrate (laughs) every single win that you possibly can because you deserve to celebrate every single win because you've created something out of nothing. That's a, a brilliant lesson for all the listeners, actually, is remember to celebrate everything, the, the, the yes. tiny things that are going well, because That's we can often focus on the things that aren't going so well. Yeah, really good to remind yourselves of the things that are going well and to celebrate those. Absolutely. Gratitude, writing my gratitude and successes has shifted my life in so many ways that it's It's my homework for every client. (laughs) It is (laughs) just be willing to start looking for what's good because if you're looking for all the places where the things that you want aren't here yet, focusing on emptiness, you're focusing on the chase, you're focusing on the lack. And when you focus on what has turned out well each day, that client that succeeded because of you, that big, that contract that you got, even though now you got to start all the work on it, right? But enjoy celebrating that contract. Celebrate when you get a really good deal on a printer, if that makes you happy. Like, do take those little opportunities to feel as good as you can with every win, with every success, with every bit of joy that comes into your life. Because we're all doing this because we want to feel good, right? Yeah. There, whatever the goal is, there's a feeling attached to that. And you don't have to wait to feel good. It can start right now just by taking advantage of the joy that's being brought into your life right now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about your clients then. So you, you focus yeah. on female, female entrepreneurs. What, what are yeah. the, the biggest challenges that you're helping them with? I would say the biggest thing that I do and have done for the last 18 years is help people feel heal trauma because we've all got it. And the trauma, the memories keep us 
in certain lines of thinking and ways of being that don't always serve us, right? Part of the beauty of really becoming who you're meant to be is looking at what's happened to you in your life, how you respond to it, and then starting to shift and think about it in a different way. And looking at it as, um, sometimes it's really hard to, to receive this, but the difficult pieces making you who you are and somehow becoming a gift. And when you can do that, when you can look at the hardest times in your life and see a gift for yourself from them, then you, there's no limit to where you can find gifts in your life. So these, these traumas could be in childhood or in personal life, but that they're holding these women back in their business. Absolutely. Yes. So I've dealt with all kinds of trauma and sometimes we think of trauma as, you know, it could be, it could be a car accident. It could be warfare. It could be abuse. It could be all different kinds of things. And it can be those moments when you doubt yourself, just a tiny little moment where your body filled with doubt. Someone said something that made you feel shame. And then those things, those little moments build on each other because our ego loves to keep us in the same place, loves to keep us, our perceived self safe. So whatever we perceive about ourselves, our ego is going to work really hard to recreate that feeling for us over and over and over until we realize that what we're thinking, this is why having that awareness, what you're thinking is so powerful because once you realize that the thought that you've been having over and over for decades is actually not serving you. It's holding you back. It's keeping you small. It's keeping you from the success and the joy and the relationships and the love and the money that you desire. You have a greater willingness to want to change that thought, change yeah. that belief. And so I help people heal the experiences that create the beliefs. And thereby we then begin to shift the beliefs. And when we shift the beliefs, we can shift them into whatever we want, whatever beliefs might serve our life, we can start to believe those right now. And we all know at its root, a belief belief is just a thought that you think over and over again. So you can take that moment when you notice, oh, this thought is not serving me. This thought that I don't like to network is not serving me. It's keeping my business small. It's keeping me from finding my dream client. And you can begin to start thinking, oh, I love to meet people. I love networking. I love to meet new people, make new connections and start thinking those things in your thoughts and start then, you know, your will begin to take action related to those thoughts as well. That's one tiny example of a million examples I could share, but that willingness to see your thoughts as being imperfect and changing and adaptable, that you can heal the past experiences you can shift what's going on in your head and that will shift your feelings. That will shift your actions and that'll shift your circumstances. Be willing and open to pay attention to what you're thinking and let it change. So when your clients come to you, do they know what it is that's holding them back? Sometimes, sometimes people will say, well, I had this really horrible experience when I was a child and I think it's still, I think it's causing harm now. I think it's causing the way, you know, the way that I have a relationship with myself is, is being impacted because of this experience. And sometimes people will say, I have anxiety and I don't know how to get rid of it. I keep trying to do all the things. I keep trying to wake up on Monday morning, telling myself it's not going to be there. You know, I keep trying to fight it and push through it and manage it. 
and it's still hanging around. And that's, that's where I shine because we don't have to know the root in order to get to the root and clear the anxiety. Okay. So that's a really beautiful part that sometimes people do know exactly what started the whole thing. And sometimes it's like I mentioned earlier, a series of tiny little events that just keep stacking on each other to create, you know, continue this limiting belief, this feeling in the body that's very, very real. And the beautiful part is that your brain is designed to heal itself. So we can use the pathway of the physical response to get to the memory that created the problem in the first place. So that's why I look at like anxiety and anger and rage and frustration as really symptoms of unhealed experiences Mm -hmm. rather than a problem itself. And if you're dealing with anxiety in your businesses, dealing with anxiety. If you're dealing with fear or rage or some distracting emotional thing, your business is also dealing with that. And if you want to grow your business, grow yourself, heal yourself, everything in your business, everything that you touch in your whole life will get better. I can nearly guarantee it. One of the first podcast interviews that I did was with the the author of a book called Ditching Imposter Syndrome. Oh, okay. Um, do you do you work on imposter syndrome and self confidence things like that? Yeah, they're all natural parts of yeah. healing of healing the past, and I think it's the confidence is such a beautiful byproduct of building a deeper relationship with yourself. Confidence, I think, you know, it's not about not ever having fear again. It's about the willingness to have experiences that can create pain. They can create rejection can create frustration and the willingness to feel those emotions on the path to your vision is actually confidence. And the more that you are willing to do things for yourself because of these deep desires that you have that were placed in you on purpose, by the way, not by accident, the more that you are willing to take action in the pursuit of these things that really light up your spirit, the easier it gets the more confidence that you get. Confidence being this muscle that you get to strengthen the more that you use it. And the more that you build this relationship with yourself at the core of everything, you get to have a really, really fine, loving relationship with yourself. And then your desire to want to do things for and with yourself is going to be stronger and it's going to be so much easier because why wouldn't you want to do things for your best friend? Why wouldn't you want to help your best friend's desires come to fruition, right? And it's just so much more fun. And I know I've said the word fun a few times, but it is imperative that you're having fun in your life or you're going to look back and wonder what the heck you were doing the whole time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking when you're talking about how you have to be willing to, to feel those feelings and, 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 and push through it, I guess people who have taken the step, that that leap to start their own business or maybe a little bit more willing to go down that route than others. You know, it's, it's a big step to start, a, to start a business. So where by the time that they're, they're entrepreneurs, they're maybe more open to the route that you're taking them down as well. Would that be right? I think so. I think that everybody has an opportunity for their own path, right? And it can be a long and winding road and very you know, needing of courage and strength and confidence to move up in the corporate world as well. But when you are responsible for everything, 
there is already a deep sense of trust that you have in yourself. And don't take that for granted. This idea that you have that you are making into something and you've taken the leap to start, even if you're still working your full-time corporate job, and that's your angel investor for your, your entrepreneurship, your new business, you've already got some level of trust happening inside of you that you can make this work. That not only you can make it work, but it will be inspiring and exciting and joyful, and it'll turn out better than you thought. Because why would we do anything? It was really just not, if we didn't think it was going to turn out, right? So there's already this deep level of trust that you have. So when you're willing to be adaptable and you're willing to really shine a light on all of your skills and what you bring to the world and celebrate your wins, that trust grows in yourself. Don't feign that you have no trust in the process, right? There's already some part of you that really deeply believes in you. And that's good. That's good. It's not bragging. It's not gloating. It's not uh, being cocky or, you know, too, too confident. That is self-love. The most beautiful expression of self-love is creating a life that you want to live, that you get excited to wake up for every single day. And your business is part of that. So have fun with it and know that you already trust yourself on some level. You're already really confident on some level. Just let it expand. Feed your brain lots of good things, lots of good writing and lots of good videos and music and gratitude and pay attention to your successes and have fun with it. And all that confidence and self-trust will grow. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. What about money mindset then? There are Many, many people listening and myself included been through mm-hmm. some, some challenges around, you know, the feeling that am I, am I worth that, you know, can I charge that, um, that yeah. sort of thing. So any tips for any of the listeners who are need to get their head around their, their money mindset? Yes, yes, yes. I actually just wrote a book about this. The, What's it called? What's it's the book called, called? The book is called Loving Her. It's 10 loving standards to call for the wealthy woman inside you. Just, I just had a book launch party last night. So that was really oh, fun. Fantastic. Can we, yeah. can we buy that here in the UK? Yes, you can. Amazon UK? It is. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I think the biggest thing that has to come is to connect the connection to what you really want. Whatever it is that you really want. And that means none of the lies that come up that your ego come, comes with that want to keep you small. None of the stories of, that other people can tell about their fears and their businesses and how things didn't go well or whatever. You have to be willing to shut all of that out and continue toward your own vision. You have to be so committed. You get to be so committed to your desire that it can't help but come true because you're working in that direction. You're taking the actions in, the, in that direction. And you're trusting yourself, that you already trust yourself, right? And that taking action and really, really loving the process and letting yourself feel good is going to attract more things that feel good to you. So that's like the very tip of the iceberg, really, of what's possible. There have to be, and there get to be, I keep saying there get to be, 
this gets to be a process for you of taking this vision that you have for your business to the next level. Because you didn't start the business to suffer. No, right? many, many, many people who do start then, yeah, very quickly start to suffer, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And to remember that I referenced this a little bit earlier, whatever your goal is, there's a feeling attached to that goal. Whether you believe the goal to be financial security or a certain number of clients or a certain dollar amount on your ledger every month, whatever it is, there's a feeling associated with that for you. And you don't have to wait for that thing to happen that day, that last day of the month to tell you that it's okay to feel that feeling. You get to start feeling that feeling now. You get to trust that you can have that feeling right now. And you get to trust that because you have this desire inside of you for whatever it is that your goals are, that they are meant for you. If they feel good and right and natural to you, you can stop spending time questioning whether or not they're the right thing for you. Release yourself from that distraction of wondering, oh, is this a good goal for me? Yeah, pick the goal, the goal that picked you, and start allowing that goal to come forward and be a guiding force in your life. That goal is going to make you become a person that can achieve that goal. You're not going to wake up on January 1st of a whole new year and have a goal that you want to reach at the end of the year and not change on the pursuit of that goal, right? Yeah. And that goal was placed inside of you for a reason because you're the one who can create it. So allowing that trust to be there and allowing yourself to release all these ideas that you can't have it and walk around with the belief that you can have it and prove to yourself that you can have it because you're taking action, you're shifting, you're growing, you're changing, you're becoming the person who can have this goal. You're a very powerful creator. You can create many things out of nothing, right? As an entrepreneur, you do that every single day, every single month. So there is no reason to continue to distract yourself with old ideas that say you can't have what you want, except that it's a powerful distraction that will keep you right where you are. That's a benefit. That's a benefit to any fear, right? Is that it will keep us right here and we can complain and we can suffer and we can torment ourselves or we can say, no, I'm ready for something greater. I'm ready for something more powerful. I'm ready to be more powerful. I'm ready to recognize my own power and to start creating from a place of I get to receive this rather than I must have this. So shifting from that place of chasing into a state of receiving and then sharing all of your magic with the world. Just an, it's such an amazing message to the listeners who are, you know, women who are either looking at stepping up, starting up or scaling up their business. Yes. So ladies, are you listening to Rebecca and I? <laughs> you are ready for something greater. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. I know that you've talked about this before, Brenda, and there's this, this idea that we have to start here and we have to keep leveling up, right? If you're starting a new business, you don't have to start with rock bottom prices. 
You don't have to start and prove yourself over and over. If you know you have a skill set, if you know you have a gift to share with the world, you don't have to start by discounting yourself. In fact, I don't really think anybody who is in a service business should be discounting themselves because it yeah. really undercuts and undermines the, the quality of the work that you're providing. But you don't have to start as in the corporate world, you have to like, you know, there's all this imagery of like starting in the mailroom and then moving up the corporate ladder, right? When it's your own business, you can skip all that BS. <laughs> you can start your business where you want to and you don't have to suffer financially because you think it's the right thing to do because you haven't earned your experience. Yes, that's such, lots of people think, oh yeah, it's really hard and starting up the business, I won't make any money in the beginning and I'll, I'll work all the hours because that's what's expected when you start a new business. Right. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't yeah. have to be. And it's not a badge of honor for you to work yourself into burnout yeah. before you're making any money. You really get to, and I don't really believe in charging what you're worth. I believe in charging what the transformation you have to offer is worth. Because there's no way to quantify what your beautiful self is worth. We can't, there's not enough money in the world to charge what you're actually worth. So what we get to do is quantify what is possible from the transformation that you offer people through your business, through your coaching, through your practice, your practice, your healing, whatever it is. And really look at what is possible for your client with, or your customer from a place of having a transformation in their lives that you help them to create. That's some powerful stuff right there. Yeah. And make no mistake, people are willing to pay for that because they need to make that investment in order to show up properly for the experience. You know, for someone yeah. who... I've been in business 18 years, like I mentioned, or just about 18 years. So the, when I first started this conversation, I told you that I took advantage of every free piece of content I could find, right? Now, later, the people I interact with are premium, ultra premium coaches, because I've moved from a place where I've surpassed the free stuff now, right? Yeah. I've surpassed the quick $250 little course or the $5,000 course, whatever. I need to invest on a greater level because money is easier for me now. Because I make more money, I need to invest on a greater level for me to show up fully and to pay attention. And when I invest and it hurts just a little bit, that's when I really pay attention, right? Yes. When, it's, when I'm really pushing myself to make that, um, that investment where I'm like, oh, that's a big investment, but I know the payoff is going to be exponentially greater for me. That's when I show up the most. So do not ever worry that your prices will be too much. They'll be just right for the client who needs them. Yeah. Because yeah. you're back at, back at that point where, where you're willing to put yourself through that little bit of pain to get the yeah. benefit. And that's whether that's emotional or financial that little bit of pain is just enough to make you make sure that you get the value from it. Yeah. Because we don't grow yeah. from comfort. No, we, we grow from being pushed. We grow from being nudged. We grow from having to believe in ourselves in a new way. Every bit of growth comes from that desire 
to go to the next level, to be at the, ne- the next level. And people pay to play. People pay to transform. Yes. Because they know they have to. And if you're doing, if you're setting up your offers really beautifully, they are making a transformation as they're making that first payment to you or paying in full, which is the dream, right? Just have most of your clients be paying in full. And when you encourage that, it creates this shift inside of them, this deep investment in themselves to get this result and trusting that you can be a good partner for them in that place as well. Rebecca, it's been, yeah, awesome. I, I, I just want to go back and listen to, the, listen to this conversation all, all over again. There have been so many great messages that you've got there. But Beautiful. as you know, Scale Her Up is about redressing the, the balance of genders in, in business. You know, if, if women started and scaled up their business to the same extent as men, it would make such a difference to, oh, yes. you know, to our, I usually use the UK statistics, but, you know, globally it's going to make a big difference. What do you think we can do? you know, each of us and the, and the listeners to make a difference, to bring about this revolution? Well, that list is long, right? But it is really starting to pay attention to who is around you and what kind of businesses they have and using other women's businesses for yourself, using women coaches for yourself, participating in women-owned businesses and businesses owned by people of color and highlighting them and sharing them, not making them the best kept secret. We have to help each other. Yeah. We have to network for and with each other. And that's why it's so much fun to be such a powerful connector and to network with people is to be out there, be talking about your business, be talking generously about other people's businesses and put your money where your mouth is. So if you think someone is great, use them for your business, even if it's a little bit of a stretch because the benefit that you're going to get is far beyond what you're going to pay. That is normally the case when you're in, especially when you're in the transformational space. And to talk about, just talk about and share on social media and not be afraid, not be afraid to suggest other people's businesses. You can't serve everybody anyway. So get over that. Get over yourself. You can't serve everybody on the planet. And you, you can... Uh, actually serve better when the people go to the right person. You know, when um, you get to serve better when the client that's not really right for you ends up with the coach or the service professional that's actually right for them, right? We've we've made choices in our lives and ended up with the wrong clients and had to fire them, had to help them move on, had to suffer through them probably more than we should have in the very beginning, right? But when we are paying attention to who we can actually send these people to, it will come back. When you're generous with sharing and collaborating rather than seeing other women as competition, we all get to rise together. I think that's, that's like the cherry on the Sunday of everything that we've talked about today is that there is no such thing as competition. You get to compete with yourself but everyone else who's in business is serving a population and doing it in a way that only they can do it, including you. So you don't have to worry about anybody who might have the office next door doing the exact same thing. Yes, air quotes around exact same thing, <laughs> because no one can do it exactly like you for your, the clients that you've chosen. So you don't have to worry about getting enough 
clients or worrying that someone else is taking your clients. Keep putting your heart in where you need to. Keep getting your message out there. And then share everybody else's message when it's appropriate and help, you know, help. We get to rise together. We get to help each other. We don't have to worry about being in competition because when one of us wins, we all win. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say that again. When one of us wins, we all win. And you being generous of spirit is going to pay off for you way faster and way more powerfully than not telling anybody about this person that helped you and keeping their business a secret because you're worried someone might go to them instead of you. It just, it just creates a wall. You know, when we're building walls to block out the rain, we're blocking out the sunshine, we're blocking out our own receiving. Take down all those walls. Keep your standards. Yes, keep your standards. But you don't have to be on guard. Yeah. If you're living in your standards, you don't have to be on guard. So let one of your standards be that you're really generous and that you can trust that whatever is meant for you will always come to you. So there doesn't have to be any competition. Fantastic. Just fantastic. Rebecca, is there anything that I should have asked you that I haven't asked? Oh, gosh, this has been such a good conversation. One of my favorites so far. Um, Let's see. Okay. One of the biggest distractions that we have as entrepreneurs is constantly judging ourselves and other people. And it is a BS distraction. And we can let other feelings of guilt or doubt or all the stuff come into our lives and sit here and help us create lots of judgment about ourselves, the way things should be, the way things could be, the way other people could be, the way other people could be showing up for us, all of that. And when you peel back all the layers of that stuff, you release yourself from judgment and you're not spending that time judging yourself or judging other people. You have so much more time to have fun in your business, in your life, in your vision. Do that instead. When you notice yourself in judgment, say, okay, I'm done. I'm release it. Even if you've got to release the same judgment over and over and over again, that judgment is coming from fear that you can't have what you want or that you don't deserve what you want or that they don't deserve what they want or there's some lack of worthiness somewhere along the way, right? Some old thing that happened to you that's not been fully resolved. And you get to lay that judgment down and be in a state of love. Because when you're not operating from fear, you get to operate from love. And anything is possible when you operate from love. It is a guiding force. It is a state of expansion. It is powerful and generous and kind. And there isn't anything that you can't do for yourself when you're in a state of love. But when you are operating from a state of judgment, you are in full distraction mode. So lay down the judgment, amplify your love, and have more fun. Have more (laughs) fun doing whatever you want to do. Releasing the judgment will help you have more fun. Oh, a a fantastic message. So many good messages, but that's a great message to, to end the interview with, Rebecca. Thank you so much for being uh, an amazing guest on the Scale Her Up podcast. Uh, Really great to have had you here. Oh, thank you for doing this work, Brenda. It's so important. It is so important to have these messages out there for women and other entrepreneurs. Because I know um, other people find find women-centric programming and things like that anyway. 
And it's such a powerful message for the world that we can all rise together and we can do really amazing things when we allow ourselves to. So thank you for having that message out in the world. Thanks for listening to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur's show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And please join our Facebook community at Scale Her Up. Please connect with me, Brenda Hector, on social media and drop me a message to let me know you're enjoying the podcast. Or even better, pop a wee review on iTunes. I'm going to finish by reminding you, only one in three UK entrepreneurs are female and men are five times more likely to scale their business to over one million in turnover than women. If we started and scaled our businesses to the same extent as men, it would add 250 billion to the UK economy and provide millions of jobs. Ladies, you can do it, and we're going to make a massive difference.